Before we begin, I wanted to let you know about the best way to get a perfect night's sleep. With SleepWave Premium, enjoy an ad-free experience, two exclusive bonus episodes a month, as well as our back catalog of premium content. Your support really helps. Sign up takes two taps, so please click the link in the show notes. But now, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors who make this free content possible. Our children face more health challenges than we as parents ever did, and it can be challenging as a parent to be sure that you're doing the right things for your family. The advice can be overwhelming. I believe that moms are an absolute force of nature and have the most ability to create change. And that's why I created the Wellness Mama podcast to give simple answers for healthier families and to cut through all the noise. With over 700 episodes, this show has tons of practical tips on topics like real food, stress, sleep, fitness, toxins, natural living, and so much more to give you actionable steps to improve your family's health. Simply search for Wellness Mama, spelled M-A-M-A, on your preferred podcast platform to join the hundreds of thousands of regular listeners. I'm Carissa Vacker, and welcome back to Sleep Wave, a podcast where we let waves of relaxation wash over you through original sleep meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep tonight. And don't worry if you don't hear the end of an episode. I encourage you to drift off whenever you're ready. Before we get started on tonight's episode, I'd like to say thanks again for all of the great ratings and reviews you guys have left us on Apple Podcasts and some of the other networks too. I want to send a shout out to Laura Marsden609, who says Sleep Wave has been life-changing for her, and that though she struggles with insomnia, she's never made it through a full episode. That's incredible. We couldn't be happier to hear that. So if you too find that sleep has come easier since listening to Sleep Wave and you've not yet reached out to us, please feel free to let us know via the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We read them every day, and your ratings and reviews help us reach even more people who need a little help with their sleep right now. One of the craziest things about getting older is realizing how much life changes and how much I change with it. I sometimes feel like I've been several different people already. I had my persona as a child and a teenager, then as a young artist, then as a wife, a professional, a mother, and it just goes on. I can remember back to my child self and feel a resonance with her as an adult or to the other younger versions of me and realize that there is some constant, some current that runs through them all. I am, in the end, just me. There was a time in my life when I really struggled with the question of, who am I? This question brought up thoughts about my purpose. I wanted to know what I was on this earth to do. These huge questions felt overwhelming, and the answers seemed out of my reach. It was during this time, though, that I started to meditate. A common mantra for meditation is, 
I am. I used this mantra for a while, just connecting with the simple truth of that. I am. I used this mantra for a while, just connecting with the simple truth of that. I am. I am here. I am worthy. I am present. I am. I am. I am. While at first that statement felt vast, after a while, I settled into the deep wisdom of it. Questions of purpose or identity come up for many of us around big transitions in life, like graduation, the start or end of a relationship, the birth of a child, the loss of a parent or spouse, the beginning or ending of a career, and countless other situations. Simply moving through life brings it up for all of us at one time or another, and this question of who am I is likely to happen many times in our lives. This can be a disconcerting feeling and can easily keep us up at night. But there is that current there, the you, that lingers throughout all your transformations. Connecting to that steady, constant part of yourself can be soothing and grounding. If these kinds of big questions are keeping you up at night, feeling into this quiet, steady part of you can help you find peace and rest. Even if these questions have not been on your mind, diving into yourself in this way can help you connect to greater inner knowing and confidence. Tonight, we're going to explore this idea of I am. We are going to meditate together, getting quiet and dropping into stillness to find a calming sleep. This is finding peace with who you are by Billy Gill. We get very caught up in concepts about who we are. There's nothing wrong with having an idea about who you are. In fact, it's important for navigating social situations, figuring out which goals are worth pursuing and which goals aren't for you. The word ego is the Latin word for I. The ego is very often a topic of much derision, especially in the context of meditation or spiritual teachings. It's a bit unfair, though. After all, ego is basically the feeling of being a distinct and particular person. Intuitively, people sense that feeling of being distinct, particular, and being more or less located in a particular body. That feeling gives rise to a whole chain of concepts for what it means to be I that many people take for granted. Consider that the I you know yourself to be is connected to the place you were born the historical moment you were born into, your culture and the values it holds, which greatly determines many of the standards by which you judge yourself. 
it starts to appear that so much of who we might declare ourselves to be has been handed to us and we weren't even consulted. The ego is the feeling of being a distinct and separate I, but it can also be thought of as a part of our minds that negotiates with the society we live in. We all have physical needs and desires that spring up from within us, but the society we live in puts certain limits on those urges. The ego is a kind of intermediary that helps us satisfy those desires and still benefit from living in the society where there is a certain amount of security and cooperation. By cultivating a certain charm or maybe seriousness or some other personality trait, we navigate social interactions to help us get what we want and need in the best way our unique and particular gifts allow us to do. That is a physiological function of the ego. Without it, we might have some difficulty relating to other people. The trouble with the ego really stems from not seeing it very clearly and confusing it with the totality of who you are. One example is how the idea of who you are can easily become conflated with what you do. It's perfectly understandable. It feels like our actions in life are our own. After all, we have to live with the consequences of our actions. But who is really acting? On a purely physical level, the cells of your body are in a constant state of absorbing and assimilating the nutrients from food to provide fuel for every action you take, including the most basic actions necessary to survive, such as breathing and moving the blood through your body. Can we say that we are responsible for that? And yet, without those basic functions, we aren't able to do anything. When we really consider how many actions our bodies must undertake simply to live, it calls into question the concepts about who we are that can seem so certain. Sometimes we take pride in our achievements and feel that they define us. Other times we can feel disappointed that we haven't achieved more. In either case, though, we overlook the obvious fact that everything we do depends on certain actions that the body must perform. These things happen more or less automatically, and we can hardly take pride in the fact that our cells can metabolize glucose. Whether or not you understand all the biochemistry of that process has nothing to do with your body's ability to do it. 
there is something happening that happens with or without your assistance. We have a sense that life belongs to us, that it is our private property. We use the term, my life, as though it is something that we possess. But really, life is living you. This is a deep subject that many wise people have considered throughout the ages and have come to various conclusions about what our relationship to life should be. This sleep meditation will offer a way of seeing beyond the theories and concepts you have formed about yourself. However attached you may be to those theories, it can be liberating to acknowledge the forces that are underneath your actions and can help release some of the psychological tension that many of us hold on to when we are unable to see past ourselves. Whenever we catch a glimpse of the reality that lies beyond our concepts of self, which are basically composed of memories about the past and fantasies about the future, we are suddenly able to inhabit the present moment with an immediacy that brings life into vivid color. At other times, the stories we tell ourselves about who we are take center stage and we miss the unfolding of life in real time. The mind projects us into the future and into the past. This is what John Lennon meant in his lyric, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Make sure that you have made any final adjustments so that you are as comfortable as possible. Try to remain still. If you need to make any adjustments throughout this meditation, please feel free, but make sure that you are aware of any movements. No unconscious movements. Take this opportunity to let go of the past and the future and the stories about what should or should not have happened, as well as any anxiety about what will come to pass in some imagined future, and anchor yourself here in the present moment. Your breath is that anchor. Notice the brief pause before your inhale returns. As a new breath gives itself to you, recognize this as life giving itself to you. Of course, that's just a manner of speaking. There is no real distinction between you and life. The next exhale falls right out. 
just let go. Follow the breath until you reach a clear bottom to your exhale, never straining. Yield to the need for a new breath and go on receiving the life force that the breath moves through your body. Go on watching the flow of the breath. It is happening by itself. The breath is not the same thing as life force. It's simply air. It moves the life force and carries it through your blood to all your tissues and perfuses them with the nourishment they require. The whole process of life is self-sustaining. There is an intelligence that emerges in all living things. It is the pattern of living. You are a manifestation of that pattern of living. The sense of I also emerges from that pattern of living. But we don't identify with the breath in the same way that we identify with the feeling of I. When we see the feeling of I as merely another expression of life, we realize that life transcends the thought I. Consciousness is more than the feeling of I. Consciousness is like a light in an old film projector. The light shines through the film and is magnified by a lens, which shines the moving images onto a screen. Consciousness 
the images on the screen, which play before your awareness, are the movie in your mind that you might consider the story of your life. Though life is not yours at all. Life is living you. Consciousness is the light that illuminates the story of you. Without the light of consciousness, there is no story, no sense of I at all. Meditate on the light that is the source of your story. See yourself not so much in the flashing images on the screen, but try to become the light that illuminates the whole show. Since this light of consciousness is the real power of seeing, see yourself as this pure light. When light passes through a prism, the light waves bend, which slows their frequency and causes the light to appear as red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, and violet lights. When light is not distorted, it appears as a white light. See yourself as this undistorted light of consciousness and say to yourself, Silently in your mind, I am. This I am is not the story of I. 
This is the I am that shines beyond the feeling of a small, particular self. See yourself as the consciousness that illuminates the details and events that flash on the screen of your memory and your imagination. See beyond the images, the thoughts, the theories. See yourself as the seer. See the seer that sees the seer. In your mind, go on silently repeating to yourself, I am. I am. I am. You may decide to synchronize your breath with the two parts of this thought. As you inhale, mentally pronouncing, I. As you exhale, mentally say to yourself, am. Feel free to synchronize the breath with the thought or just go on breathing normally and pronouncing I am. Not too clear, not too fuzzy. Try not to analyze or intellectualize as that will disturb your mental relaxation. silently repeating to yourself, I am, I am, I am.
Sometimes people feel that they should add some descriptor to this. I am. I am big. I am small. I am strong. I am smart. These are all ways of bending this light through the prism of the ego. Visualize this pure light shining as the source of your conscious awareness. Go on, not too clear, not too fuzzy. Go on, silently repeating, I am. Allow this thought to resonate in your mind. Now release this thought. There is a gap between thoughts. In that gap, there is no story. In that gap, there is no concept of who you are. 
When there are no thoughts about who you are, your ego has disappeared. The conscious presence remains. The mind naturally turns inward, and the inner quiet of your being shows itself. remain. 